When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome back. Happy Monday, everybody. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo. Hey, did you guys watch the whole game? You you watched the whole thing? Or you said uh, no, the second I saw half. the second half. All right, that's that's a good time to jump in. We were watching, you know, bits and pieces in the airport. You're looking over and all that. I actually tuned in um, at halftime for Rihanna. Well, that's when I was on the plane and able to get access to it. It was right when Rihanna was coming out. Okay. And Mike, you were with Every family. Second, yeah. So you watched yep. all of it, too. Uh, let's talk about the halftime show. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. All right, let's let's uh, we'll get to the halftime show in just a couple of minutes here. Um, let's start with first of all, Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, sang before the game. Uh, what, what is the name of that song? Lift every voice. Every. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyway, um, Lift I every just. Voice, yep. Lift every voice. Lift every voice and sing. Uh, So she had a choir behind her. That was pretty cool. Then Babyface sang America the Beautiful. Babyface. That that was lovely. Um, We have a little bit of that for you. Campfire-y. Yeah, understated. Yes. Just lovely. So he did great. Then Chris Stapleton came out and did the national anthem. How do you think it went? This one, I thought, was very, very well done. This dude's voice is so unbelievable. And there was one spot toward the end where I thought he could have gone to the well one more time yeah. and gone up. Yeah. And instead, he pulled back. But you know what? He he left you wanting more. It was there. There was, But there was like a little 10-second stretch where it was like, oh, my, that sounds great. I know. Let's listen to a little bit. Well, that works. Huh? You know what? Cool. That was cool. It's good. It was really good. That's w- top five. That's yeah. good. That's different. That's soulful. That's going different without going Fergie. On yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, that's cool. putting your own twist on it without blowing it up. Yeah. So that was just beautiful. I loved it. Um. Okay. Now halftime show. Overall thoughts. Fun to watch. I say. Good. Fine. I like the floating. I like the people up on floating stages. I liked all the little Chinese spy balloon guys running around the stage. (laughs) Donna! (laughs) Are you suggesting (laughs) that all of those dancers may have in fact been spies of some sort? Dressed like the Chinese balloon? I thought thought it was nice. 
there is something about it. Mike, what did you think? I, going in, I'm a huge Riri fan. I love it. And I'm like, hey, if she comes out, sings some hits, gives a little bit of energy, and just has a good time, it'll be a decent show. And guess what? It was. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. I, there was I, nothing over the top. There was nothing crazy. The Mario level things going up and down, I like those. I yeah, thought yeah, there were like platforms cool. on Mario. That's it's what I thought Making me scared. Of. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? At one point, the they music. did a close-up. At one point, they did a close-up. And, and it was wiggling. It was wiggling. Her stage. I was like, oh, Lord, that's making me feel a little bit well, I nervous. Was, so I'm going on to Twitter, and I'm reading, like, worst halftime show ever. I'm turning this. I'm like, what's bad about it? It's it's good. It may be good, not great. But first of all, she's clearly pregnant. Um, second of all, what more do you want? It was like hit after hit after hit. It was visually beautiful I, I like a, a a dancing spectacle and so like fireworks I, and like no 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 what i saw last night i liked i like when you just have a bunch of dancers good dancers and um i just think that that's kind of cool because then you're all watching it's like this big group performance and then the leader is rihanna and so um i thought that was just it, it was just cool it was just fun fun to watch it actually it's funny that you said chinese spy balloon because there were elements of it that were reminiscent to me of the opening games uh, ceremonies in Beijing in 2008. Sure, I could see that. I think that. it was 2008, yeah. Um, and it just looked like, oh, this look how orchestrated and choreographed yeah. so all good. of this is. Now, some people saying she might have been lip syncing. I think uh, most I think of them do. And, uh, or you know, sing over a track. Over a track, yeah. yeah. It's always, and the, the giveaway is always when you're talking and they're like, right now I'm going to turn my mouth away from the microphone. But then you still hear the voice the right. same. You're like, oh, okay, something's might it's be fine. up there. But. It was good. I just, I could, something was missing. I don't know what it was, but I think she made everything look so easy. Like she would just eased into everything. And I felt like there was maybe an intensity, Yeah, you know, coming from her that was, or that wasn't coming from her. That- sure. I tell you, I did expect once I heard, uh, Run This Town start, the piano started for that, and I love that song. I was expecting a Jay-Z surprise cameo, uh, a pop-up through the floor. He sure, comes out he and does there, a verse, I mean, and then yeah. he goes away. Um, but yeah, it, it, it She was did say there would that. be a surprise guest, and that would be her, her tummy. Yes. <laughs> right. With, with no surprises. And I also think she suffers from the fact that last year's show was unbelievable. Like, that was a top five best of all time. So no matter who was oh, performing sure, this year, sure. it was going to be tough to compare. And I went back and watched that last yeah. night afterward just to, like, sort of remember what that was. Was that the rap thing? The whole yeah. that, was, yeah. that was Snoop, Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent surprise guest, yep. and Eminem. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty... Epic and very, very visual as well. Mm-hmm. It's cool watching on Twitter. Um, you saw this last year too, but the Hollywood Reporter had them bringing in in real time Rihanna's stage and how mm. they have to set that up so quick. And I think there was a little bit of a delay too of them trying to get everything started. Half time like dragged on a little bit longer than normal. But um, I mean, all in all, yeah, this is good. Look, and I'll say this: this will be the the Steve Pruderson thing. But I know that there are parents who are with me, and I know half of you will be like, "You're a prude and you're dumb, whatever." But it was also nice to see a halftime performer that didn't feel like she needed to reveal all of her body all the time. Do you know what it's I mean? It's funny you're saying that because I think there are some people who are going, "This is not for kids." This show, and I'm like, "What?" 
Um, well, if you compare it, you could still make that argument, and I would respect someone's viewpoint if they if they had that. But if you compare last night's to other iterations or maybe to things on the Grammys, et cetera, parents would feel better about right. that than they would he about some other He did grab her crotch, things. I think. Yeah, there was a little butt. Michael Jackson crotch and butt thing. Yeah, I'm not saying that it was perfect, but I'm saying by comparison as a parent sure. who's always thinking, when do we need to quick turn this off? Um, I hear you. I, I hear you clucking big chicken. Because a lot of the attention went again to like the group right effort right i hear you uh there was another cool moment when uh paramedics and medical staff were honored and then damar hamlin came out uh we've got that when we come right back on my talk 1071 friends what's up stevie boy for my pals over at the canopy group you know it's romantic right now? Ooh, Valentine's Day tomorrow. How about talking insurance with your sweetie? Cozy up next to them and just say, hey, you want to talk about deductibles and stuff? Just watch what happens with the rest of that Valentine's evening. Look, we get it. Maybe it's not always the sexiest thing to talk about, right? Saving money on your auto insurance, on your homeowner's insurance. But look, then you can use that extra money. You could invest it in love and some date nights, fun stuff, instead of just giving it away. Here's how the savings can work. You go to thecanopygroup.com, and then you just click get a quote, all right? They will reach out to you. They've got a team of some 40 specialists who will work on your behalf. And then they turn to their 16 different insurance companies that they work with and say, hey, look, here's their situation. Home and auto. How can you help them? And then those companies fight it out for your business. And then the Canopy Group comes and brings the options to you. Options is how you save. And saving? Oh, yeah. It's pretty sexy. Sorry, it got weird at the end. Uh, Thecanopygroup.com. Lori and Julia. Hello. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, tune in today, 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock, is, the, uh, is our hour of power on the Lori and Julia show. And uh, from 3 to 4, Lojay got the day off because they won the My Talk Awards. We all have to cover an hour for them. Uh, fortunately, only three, not four, because they they're, that fourth hour is the Lojay replay. Thank the Lord. Four to five is ours. Bradley and Dawn do three to four. Jason and Alexis do five to six. How about if our four to five uh-huh. is our 9 a.m. replay? <laughs> I'm open to that. <laughs> I am really open to that. I That'd be too. great. Um, we haven't figured out what we're going to do yet. And uh, and you got to understand, I think more than anything, we don't care. You know, I mean, we're just going to our intent is just to win people over who generally listen from four to five and maybe aren't in their car or listening during nine to noon. How do we recruit them and make ourselves seem awesome? What's our strategy? Do we do it as a hit piece on low J? No, I don't think that should be our strategy. Is that because we're both physically afraid of Lori? That she just seems like a fighter? A little bit. All right. I think what we can do is take some highlights from our show last week. (laughs) (laughs) Like the slow jam or something. And play that and just say, hey, if you like what you're hearing, you'll hear more of this. Here are some examples. Yeah. I think we use it to campaign that hour. Okay. I was wondering if we should just do an all game hour. Oh, that's not bad either. You know, we could just each say, which is games. Nothing yeah. but games. We, we, could, we could do any millennial cover story, throwback Thursday. Oh, that's fun. College of pop culture knowledge. We could do anything. Well, let's think on that. All right. In the meantime, back to the Super Bowl yesterday. 
Uh, there was a cool moment um, when the announcer brought out onto the field uh, the paramedics who worked on Damar Hamlin and a lot of his medical staff who helped him in the hospital. Um, here's a, a clip. Joining us this evening are first responders and medical professionals from the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and University of Cincinnati Medical Center. And they're all just, you know, waving, and it's, you know, the camera's going past all of them. And Hi, hi. These heroes work every day to keep their communities safe. And also led Damar Hamlin's medical team during his recovery. Hmm. Please give them a warm welcome to Super Bowl 57. That's That's cool that they got to go. That's That's nice. And then uh, Damar Hamlin comes out and hugs all of them. It was really, really sweet. I don't know. So joining us tonight, a special guest here to share his appreciation. Ladies and gentlemen, Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. It was sweet. That's pretty cool. Really cool. He, um, by the way, he, there was a clip of his interview with Michael Strahan, which I believe aired this morning, uh, did a full interview with him. Right. And we have a little bit of that as well from this morning. How are you doing physically? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, um, every morning I just, uh, every morning, every night, you know, I, I take 10 deep breaths to myself mm. um, and it, it, it puts everything in perspective for me. Um, so I'm doing great. How about emotionally? Uh, I'm still working through things. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to process all the emotions and the, and the, the trauma that comes from, you know, dealing with a situation like that and not really having people around or, you know, like no one in my immediate circle who's dealt with something like that. Do you want to get yourself back on the football field? Uh, eventually, you know, that's, that's always the goal, but, uh, I'm allowing that to be in God's hands. And did the doctor tell you it's possible? It's a tough situation. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they can't really tell because it's like, it's a up to me thing, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, it's just, it's a long road. They just were worrying about trying to get me back to normal, um, as, as much as they can. Since this has happened, the interest in learning CPR and CPR training has skyrocketed. And that's the direct impact because of you. Yep. You know, right now I'm, I'm teaming up with the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get 3 million people uh, to apply and to learn. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. CPR, and that's something that I feel is important because it, it really did save my life that night. Mm. I'll be interested if he ever, if he comes back to play. And it sounds like what he's alluding to is it's a personal comfort thing. Risk, reward. Do Uh, you want to do it? I want to know more about what is medically wrong right now. Like, what is the challenge? So, 
he had suffered cardiac arrest, Mm -hmm. right? Do we, was that because of like blunt force that I want to know more about that? Like, what is it that he needs to recover from? Did he, did he have to have artery, you know, did he have a stent put in? Did he have a condition? Right. You know, that, that not predicated it, but that could have been one of the underlying things that he didn't know was a problem. Right. Yeah. And and the, uh, because we were hearing a lot that night, the, Oh, I forget the name of it, but it had to do with getting impacted direct blunt trauma at just the wrong moment, like the wrong millisecond. But it was also strange that he stood up after the hit and then went down so it was just it was just weird. Yeah, so, um, I want to know more about that. I want to talk to the doctor. And I think Michael Strahan said asked him about what he remembers uh, from right before that, and he didn't really open up about that. He was like, "I'm not really ready to talk about that." So I don't know in terms of what okay. he remembers of before that happened or of that night. Right. Um, wow. Like, does he remember? I'm curious. Does he remember getting hit? Does he remember right. standing up? And then next thing he knows, he wakes up in a hospital. Right. I don't know. And I'm sure there, I, I, I would imagine Michael, this is a longer interview than just this. Maybe that, maybe we'll have more for you coming up at four o'clock this afternoon. What if we had to do four o'clock every day? I would shake your hand at the end of today and say, well, Donna, what a journey you and I had together. Yeah, I think I might too. That, well, couldn't you imagine if you had to, if you did a show and then you had to take three or four hours off? No, traffic people do this all the time. Well, they need to. I think Kenny to. used to do that. Like you do the morning and then you do the afternoon. A split shift. That's hard. Everybody all right. We are back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Again, we need a caller. 651-641-1071. Uh, you bet on Steve or bet on me for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And if you bet correctly, you could win a fabulous prize. 651-641-1071. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who smarter donna donna's a smart one or steve his brain ain't right but it's fun and here's your host mighty mike, mike. i want to see how smart you are yes we're gonna find that out here momentarily apparently everyone's got that super bowl uh, hangover <laughs> we had a couple callers so that uh, had already won in the last 30 days here we go let's right. uh, take them live. let's just go yeah all right yeah hey oh hey who we have here good hey. who's this this is Kirsten from Zimmerman. Oh, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten from Zimmerman. We love you. Uh, what's happening in your day? What's next in Zimmerman? What's going on in Zimmerman? What's Zimmerman like? Zimmerman, it's it's a nice little town, right? By, um, it's kind of between Princeton and Elk River. Okay. Nice. Um, okay. It's northwest of the city. Okay. Well, that's exciting. So we learned that. What's <laughs> uh, What's coming up in your day, Kirsten? What's next after you hang up with us? I have to run. I work for uh, uh, Monticello School District, and I have to run over to the middle school to help with lunch. Oh, oh that's good great. for you! Boy, those 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 cafeterias, loud. Yeah, loud. Yeah, they are. Oh man, <laughs> Indeed, it's true. That is that is a real thing. Well, thank you for what you do. Thanks for helping with the uh, with the kids. All with right, that, Steve, you, and you you know that I have children in the Minnesota uh, school okay. system. And uh, Kirsten, and this is what we call in the business sucking up. 
Um, Donna has long said that she is, and I don't understand why, but not in support of public schools. So with that, uh, would you like to team up with Donna, the wretched witch, respectfully, Donna, Thank or you. me? Let me, give, boy. let me give you the topic here real quick before you do that, because this might influence some things. Today, of course, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Today is Galentine's Day, uh-huh. the day every year where we celebrate the friendships of a lady friends with women. So women and their lady friends. So does that, Kirsten, change your mind at all? Yeah, I think that means Donna is oh, who I'm going to so with. All right. Whatever. All right, so this is going to be like it's, about girlfriends it's gonna and be, pop Well, actually, it's going to be uh, more romantic comedy, chick flicks, they call it. I don't like that because I'm not a chick and I love those shows. So, um, But whatever, romantic comedies. Okay. So we're going to go that route. So I'm going to put Kirsten on hold here as Steve makes his way out of the studio. And we are set. College of Pop Culture Knowledge again, Galentine's Day. We've got romantic comedies. Are you ready? I think so. All right, we're going to start with this one. You saw him last night during the Super Bowl coverage on Fox. This former Super Bowl winning quarterback played Kathy Bates' husband and Matthew McConaughey's dad in 2006's Failure to Launch, a role most remembered for his naked room. What? Uh, uh, oh my God! I don't. I'm just, I'm just gonna say James Con. Name <laughs> one of the two actors who starred in both Sixteen Candles and The Breakfast Club. Molly Ringwald and just one of the two. You, oh, okay, this okay. '84 Ron Howard comedy featured John Candy, Eugene Levy, and Tom Hanks falling in love with a mermaid played by Daryl Hannah. Oh, that's called. Um, oh God, it's like one word: splash. And the first one, Super Bowl winning quarterback Kathy Bates, uh, husband and Matthew McConaughey's dad in Failure to Launch. He's most remembered in this role for his Naked Room. All right. I'm going to say James Kahn. Okay. We're going to bring Kirsten back up here. I feel like you feel pretty good, uh, Donna, about the second and third one, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll run through them all just in case. But uh, first one here, Kirsten. You saw him last night during the Super Bowl coverage on Fox. This former Super Bowl winning MVP, or excuse me, Super Bowl winning quarterback played Kathy Bates' husband and Matthew McConaughey's dad in 2006's Failure to Launch, a role that most people remember him for his naked room. Kirsten, do you remember that movie? Uh, uh, Carrie Bradshaw. That's it. Okay. All right. I was going to go the guy with football. I was going to say the guy with the hat. Cool. You're going to go with Terry Bradshaw (laughs) and uh, Steve sneaking up here in the window behind me. Uh, You feel good, though, about Molly Ringwald, the second one? Uh, Do you feel good about that one, Kirsten? Yeah. And then how about uh, the third one? She went with Splash. Yes, I think that's accurate. Okay, sounds good. We'll put uh, you back on hold, Kirsten, and the very impatient Steve can work his way back in here. He's here. That was a tricky one. Ooh, they're having a little fake meeting out there again. Ooh. Oh, I know. We've we've got like this little sitting area that kind of looks like a motel lobby. Or a Holiday Inn kind of lobby sitting area. Yeah. And I think everyone feels obligated to use the space. Yes. So now they're just out there. So when I have Lawyering. to go to the bathroom, I have to like cut through them. It's a lot. How'd it go? Uh, good. Okay. It went good. Mike, how did they do? It went well. He, she said good. Yeah, it went good. So we'll, we'll stick with that. Are you ready? 
I think so. All right, we'll get things started with this one. You saw him last night during the Super Bowl coverage on Fox. This, oh, by the way, uh, we didn't actually, I think, specify before you left the room. This is going to be um, chick flick slash romantic comedy type movies. Okay. So that's what the theme will be. Okay. Uh, again, Valentine's Day we are celebrating today. Uh, you saw him last night during the Super Bowl coverage on Fox. This former Super Bowl winning quarterback played Kathy Bates' husband and Matthew McConaughey's dad in 2006's Failure to Launch, a role most remembered for his naked room. Terry Bradshaw. Name one of the two actors who starred in both 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. Um, I'm going to say Judd Nelson. This 84 Ron Howard comedy featured John Candy, Eugene Levy, and Tom Hanks falling in love with a mermaid played by Daryl Hannah. Flash. Um, Judd Nelson. Oh, boy, I don't know if that's right. For which one? 16 Candles? And name, yeah, name, Molly one, Ringwald. name one of the two actors that played in both 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. No, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson's your Gosh, answer? Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's correct. All righty. Oh, we will boy. Run through these. Crap. The very first one, I figured Steve would get this one, obviously, as a. What's Pittsburgh. the naked room? He, so, in the movie Failure to Launch, he is known for, he's, he plays Matthew McConaughey's dad, and then I, it's Sarah Jessica Parker is opposite him in that movie. And she, like, she like walked into this room, and Terry Bratcher just has a room where he, it's his office, where he just reserves a right to be naked. Oh, okay. And he just I walks like around that. naked all of the time. I love oh. it. Yes. That was one of the very, very few good parts of that movie. Uh-huh. Um, Terry Bradshaw, the answer to that question. Uh, Did Donna get that? Kirsten got it. Kirsten got that one. I'm in trouble. I said James Caan. Because I was thinking of Kathy Bates in a movie with a guy who was football-like, and he played Brian Pickle. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, forget it. We got it. Train of thought made sense. Uh, In 84, Ron Howard comedy featuring John Candy, Eugene Levy, and Tom Hanks falling in love with a mermaid, played by Daryl Hannah. Yes, indeed. You both nailed it. That is Splash. Oh, it all comes down to this, and I just have no clue. Name one of the two actors who starred in both 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. Donna and Kirsten went with Molly Ringwald. It was Steve going with uh, Judd Nelson, then Molly Ringwald, and then back <laughs> then to Judd back Nelson. To Judd Nelson. Anthony Michael Hall was in both movies. Oh wow! As was Molly Ringwald. Dang yeah. it! Woo! Congratulations, oh, Donna Yay, and Kirsten. Thank you. Yay, Kirsten, you won. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm spraying the purple Gatorade all over us. Yes. Yay. Man. Good. Well, listen, stay on the line. You'll get a t-shirt and have fun at lunch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. They're fun kids. Yeah. You said middle school. Is that, are you doing middle school or elementary? Yeah, the middle school. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, have fun. Thanks for doing what you do. (laughs) I will. Bye, Kirsten. Hang on the line. Which other ones was Judd Nelson in? Am I even saying his name right? Yeah. Judd Nelson, yeah. Which um, other ones was he in? Breakfast Club? He was like in like About Last Night. Wasn't he in St. Elmo's Fire, St. Elmo's Fire, oh, probably. Okay. I, yeah, Molly Ringwald. Darn, I wish I wouldn't have uh, went off of that because then I was like, wait, no, Pretty in Pink, right? She's all Pretty in Pink. She's just, she's all in pretty much all of them. Um, I wonder, now he's talking with her, but maybe when he comes back, we can find out what the bonus question would have been. We oh, should yeah, always be ask fun. him for that because he's always. making all this bonus ham, and then we never I know. actually. We want know, bonus ham. Everybody. Uh, I have kind of a tip. Do you need an intro? Yes. All right. Time for a tip. There you go. Whoa, Donna, I need it all. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. I have an idea. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 
We could just play all of our segment intros today during our hour of the LoJ Takeover. Four to it. five. That'd be fun. Like, hey, and here's where we give a tip. Then we do something about music. Yeah. Beat, beat. I like it. If someone's doing something that seems a little strange to us, we do. If you see something, it would be great. It'd be great. Have you heard of this term? This is a new term, so this is a tip for you to be in the know. It's called boyfriend air. You've heard it? Mm-hmm. Since when have you heard of it? Before this morning, have you known of it? Nope. Heard of it this morning. I was this many years old when I heard the term boyfriend air. How many? Own it. Claim it, queen. No. Don't worry about it. Uh, women are claiming that the air in their boyfriend's apartments is very gross. So gross, in fact, that it can mess with their hair and even with their makeup. This is boyfriend air. I mean, this is really terrible. One woman who stayed with her boyfriend recently said she would shower at night but feel gross the next morning anyway. Her hair was greasy. Her makeup would easily rub off. A bunch of other women claim it's a real thing, too. Videos about Boyfriend Air have now racked up over 20 million views. This This is dumb. Do you think it's a thing, though? Maybe, like, you're like, hey, I'm doing all the right stuff, but I still feel greasy, kind of dirty, like there's some aroma that ain't too pleasant around me, and it's all because of my boyfriend's apartment. That's just so... This is why I care about fragrance. (laughs) <laughs> I I think it's just that guys aren't as clean as women are. You know, it could be it could have to do with things like dust and gross food that they cook and body. No. Mm, they're gross bodies. Hey. <laughs> Donna, I'm right here. I think it it has to do with all of that, like just not deep cleaning. Just being surface people. <laughs> uh, I know a guy who just sprayed his bed with, like, not Febreze, but something like that. Who before am I a to girl came over? I mean, I know. Throw stones. I, I sprayed my nether regions once with bathroom air freshener air, only to find out that it was not intended for any kind of direct contact with one's skin. And I darn near had a chemical burn and was trying to pat it dry i uh, put water on it which ignited the sting intensely and ended up having to put uh petroleum jelly on it and that was the only thing and it says it on the canister petroleum jelly can help to take the burning sensation away but i thought i was gonna have a chemical burn and have to go to like urgent care mm. and pull my pants down and then and have say, some explaining yeah to and do. how did this happen mr patterson well you know citrus magic it's the extremely potent it's it's the best air freshener a bathroom can have after the fact poopery is a is is uh, proactive citrus magic is reactive and there's nothing that can hold a candle to it but it should not make direct contact with your yeah that'd be pretty embarrassing all you need is one person to leak that to the press <laughs> I leaked it. That's true. I went on Twin Cities Live the next day and true. was like, "Guess what happened?" To me? Listen, those people have seen it all. You know what I'm saying? In urgent care? Yes. Oh They've yeah. They've seen people with things in their butt that. Yeah. Oh, my buddy uh, is an ER doc, and if you you chat long enough with an ER doctor, and you realize not everybody's right, not everybody's doing okay. <laughs> everybody's searching for meaning. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a break now. All right. Uh, when we return, another strange balloon was shot down by the military. I think it's safe to say things are getting a little weird here. Yeah, they are. And uh, in addition to that, nothing is safe. Find out what happened to the Wiener Mobile, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. That when we return, it's Donna, it's Stephen Glenn Patterson. This is my talk. Welcome back to the show where too much stress meets too much cologne. The Donna and Steve experience, where talk is fun. My talk 1071, everything entertainment. the show it's donna and steve the big z all at your service on my talk 1071 everything entertainment you want to start with the uh wienermobile or the high altitude object oh let's start uh wienermobile okay i've been in it you've been in it i may have been in it it's been a long career (laughs) i'm sure it's Kind of. How many gimmicky vehicles has one? Does one have to be in to not even remember if the Wiener Mobile is one of them? Right. I got to go in it, use the loudspeaker. Nice. It was really fun. Well, not even the Wiener Mobile is safe from those dang catalytic converter robbers. Oh no! Really? This happened in Las Vegas. Someone got underneath the twenty-seven foot hot dog on wheels and sawed. The catalytic converter right off. They also removed a bunch of other parts, too. They did leave the bun. The Wienermobile was scheduled to show up at events on Saturday and Sunday. So mechanics had to do a temporary repair to get the Wienermobile back on the road. It still needs a new catalytic converter, plus some other repairs. But it did make it to both of those events. Catalytic converter thefts have become more and more common the past few years. People steal them because they contain precious metals worth hundreds of dollars. But where do you sell them? Okay, so I just stole five catalytic converters. Let's just pretend. Where am I going now? Like the pawn shop? What I, am I doing? I think the dark web. I think some uh, some back channels. Okay. Remember, there's a big catalytic converter guy who got busted, and he had he had like bling that was a catalytic converter on his bling. It was really big. I don't know. I don't know. I, if just, I don't even know what down. they look like. I gotta look at them. Uh, I think you could get little cages for them too, like to lock them in. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, what, what point of your life do you have to be in to say, "Oh, look, it's the Wienermobile." Anytime somebody sees the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, <laughs> the first reaction is joy because it's just such a strange, funny, silly-looking vehicle. So even that thief. Looked at it and was like, oh, check that out. And then how long did it take 
for said thief to say, you know what? I bet you that thing's got a catalytic converter too. <laughs> I should go get it. I should slide underneath the bun and go and steal it. What's happening? What if it looked like a hot dog? <laughs> the catalytic fun. converter. Yeah. Jokes on him. Right? That's funny. I don't know. I don't relish telling you a story like this. Oh, my. It's okay. Thank you, Mike. Oh, my. She didn't even hear it. She didn't. Yeah, was, I missed a big joke on. Yeah, I said relish. <laughs> you relish. Yeah. I, I, right? I mean, you get to the point where you hear it and you just don't react. This is like my wife. Like, do you hear me? Did I, you hear the joke I mean? I used to date a guy who he'd be like, you get it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I get it, but it just wasn't, a laugh wasn't warranted. Like, just because I'm not laughing doesn't mean I don't get the joke. It's more of a, huh, hmm. than a, <laughs> right? Sure. Like we a don't... lot of the commercials last night. I was like, that's funny. But I'm not always laughing. I'm going, that's funny. I appreciated Mike's groan of disapproval. Oh. Well, I just, I but just... you... I groan because my experience in the Wienermobile was less than a year ago, and I remember that they basically say 75 puns like a day, and that's their the hot doggers, that's what they're called. They literally, you have a conversation with them, and you'll be having like just a normal interaction with them, and they've dropped like four puns, and you didn't even catch (laughs) them. Dad jokes, left and right. Are they puns, or are they buns? Oh, see, you go. See, I don't know. I I rode shotbun when I was with them. Oh, boy. It's very tempting. And it was a year ago, so it was definitely a chilly dog as we took that drive. Oh, boy, okay. Now, Donna, I would presume that because you are largely (laughs) anti-American, you probably have enjoyed the Chinese spy balloon and all of the other things. I mean, something's happening. Something's up now. Yeah, this is getting getting worrisome. Seriously. So, okay, so there was another one. This is number four that was shot down over Michigan, over Lake Huron, I believe it was. And so now that's four that we've shot down, including three in the last three days. So the first one was the Chinese spy balloon that landed in the Atlantic, right, off South Carolina. The second was something the size of a small car that was shot down over Northeast Alaska on Friday. That one was lower. That was about 40,000 feet up. On Saturday, a third object was shot down over the Yukon in Canada. That was kind of close to where the second one was. Uh, The U.S. and Canada coordinated on it, but a U.S. plane ultimately took it down. Now we've got the fourth one. I think it was yesterday afternoon. And... The Air Force and National Guard handled that one. That was only about 20,000 feet up. So airspace over Michigan was briefly shut down to protect flights. Uh, It was spotted on radar a day earlier over Montana. Uh, The Pentagon says it was the same object they ultimately destroyed yesterday. But what is going on? So what are they? We don't know. Um, we know the first one was a Chinese spy balloon, and some officials have suggested that the other ones probably were as well. Um, Chuck Schumer said China is likely using a crew of balloons to spy all over the world. We just weren't paying close a- attention to the altitudes that high to spot them with radar. So... You would think at this point they'd be like, okay, we're busted. 
right? You would think. But, I don't know, people are using the term UFO since technically that's what they are. Unidentified flying object, yeah. It's kind of strange. wonder if it'll stop. You know, now that we're shooting them down, you would presume. I mean... They'd be like, well, this this isn't great. You would think that they would be gathering the remnants of them. And I th- I think that they've tried to do that and that's why they were able to presume that there was there, there that first Chinese spy balloon was trying to eavesdrop to some extent mm. on us with some intercepting signals and stuff like that. Crazy. Um and communications, things like that, but it's yeah, it's very it's very curious. Interesting. Very much so. Um yeah, and then they say, CNN writes, thin details about objects shot down make an unusual episode even more bizarre. Because you're not, it's, it's all, it's everything sort of surrounded with conjecture when they, uh, when they talk about it. Yeah. It's not a, a super definitive. Because they don't know. I yeah. think they just don't know. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with all that and see if today brings another. Wow, that was four. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to take off. Oh, listen uh, to this. But, or should I save this for when Rocco comes in? Because this always makes you guys um, nervous about our segment. Kathy says, slow jam. We're going to be on Loj today from four to five. Please do not play the slow jam this afternoon. It definitely will not bring you any new listeners. <laughs> it is a waste of time. A filler segment. Oh, How s- dare you, Kathy? I love your show and you two together. Love when Steve needs to yell Donna. But if you need filler segments for your own show, you'd be better off having Steve offer pre-recorded tree advice. Wow. Whoa. Then Phil Jones hits with a slow jam and highlights should never be uttered together. This is enough for you and Rocco to call off slow jam. That's what's going to happen. It's <laughs> all it takes. It's and then what takes. did he say after that? The angst. He didn't say that this time. I think he did. He did in another one. Um... All right. No, he did. Slow jam and highlight should never be uttered together. Oh, he did, yeah. The angst. (laughs) Like the jokes that we were talking about earlier where it's like... The jokes, yeah. The first 11 times. All right. The big Z. No, you have to stay. Uh, He's going to have a dirt alert when we come back. And then I want to tell you about a really sweet movie that I watched. That's coming up next.